Good morning, church. Today's scripture is 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and you have over and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, worship team. What a gift. What a gift to be here together this morning. Uh, good morning. My name's Dave. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, welcome to the 9 a.m. service. Yeah, this is it. We're holding it down. Uh, some of you, I assume we all, we'll see if anyone comes in at 10. The plan is just to, I don't know, look, laugh at them, point and laugh. That's the spirit. That's exactly. Welcome to redemption. So uh, out of the gates, I want to let you know if you're new or you've never heard me preach before, I have a stutter and it will kind of come in and out as I, as I, as I preach. And so I just want to make sure that you all know what, what that is. And um, uh, also I want to invite you to turn with me to 1 John. We're continuing in our series in 1 John that we've been in for the last few months. And uh, I'm excited for us to get to continue in it. And then here in a few weeks, we're going to be starting Revelation. And uh, if it wasn't a book of the Bible, I'd change the name because I have a hard time with ours. But it's the Bible, so we're not going to change anything. And uh, that's our heart here. We love to preach through books of the Bible and just hear what God says to us. Uh, so if you don't have one, if you don't own one or you just don't have one with you today, I would love to uh, uh, in, in, uh, ask you to hold your hand up so again we can all point and laugh. No. So we can get you one. Okay. We have Bibles. So please, I, would, I want you to have one so you can see that this is God speaking to us. So please hold your hand up high and keep it up and somebody will get you one. And we also have um, Bibles in Spanish as well, if that's more your heart language. So will you go ahead and join me and, and pray together again? Yeah, hold your hand up high, keep it up, and we'll get you one. We'll hand it, hand it down the aisle if we need, uh, you know, however it goes. So let's, let's pray together, okay? Lord Jesus, thank you for this time we get to be here together. I, I, I assume I'm not the only one this morning that needs it. I needed to, to sing those songs together myself, but to hear others singing, to remind each other um, that in you and in you alone, life is found, that you are victorious, that you know us, you entered into this world, uh, you know our story, you know what we face, 
And Lord, to know that we need you to need you, even to acknowledge our need for you, we need your help. Lord, that you um, are our stronghold. And, and I, again, uh, is this what you, where you want us now, that, that line? Um, Lord, I pray that this is where you want us. I trust that we are individually and corporately sitting before your feet and, and we're open. We ask for you to help us to be open, have open eyes and ears and hearts to hear and respond to the good news of Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Imagine with me a small group of kind of faithful holdouts are huddled together, are sitting together, some level of frustration, sadness, grief, wondering what does it look like to remain faithful? What's the truth? I just want to know the truth. I want to stand and hold firm on the truth, but I'm confused. I'm disoriented. So many of our friends have dropped like flies, not necessarily died, but left maybe faded out or left with a, with a big show. But either way, it just seems like what it looks like to remain faithful is so confusing. I was just talking with someone earlier in, in the time of we were talking about 2020. And I know that was a question. Maybe, you know, I don't know what it brings up for you, but what this morning does it look like? Have you felt that before? That's what was happening to this, this crowd, this group of people in, in where First John, the uh, Apostle John, he's referred to as the one whom Jesus loved and he knew and followed Jesus and is likely at this point an um, elder. He's an overseer in the church in Ephesus and he's writing a letter to people who are tempted to walk away not just tempted internally, but tempted externally from, again, friends and loved ones. And in many cases, teachers and authorities are, are bringing different messages of what faithfulness looks like. This is what you should believe. This is what's actually the truth. This is what, what is a lie. And, this is, and, and, and there were conflicting messages. And so John is writing, like picture if you're the ording type, like picture kind of a fourth quarter, right? The defense is holding the line. The other team seems to just be marching down the field at, at will. And the coach is just saying, listen, hang in there, stick to the plan, stick to what you've known. In this case, again, tempted to be, uh, to go this way or that way, tempted to believe lies, tempted to question what really is the truth. The message is be discerning and be courageous. Be discerning, be wise, but don't be afraid. Don't, don't be overly skeptical and worried. Be discerning, but be bold and courageous. So pick up with me. In chapter four, verse one together, as we walk through this big idea this morning, that is be discerning and be courageous. First, 
in verse one, beloved, a term of endearment, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Be discerning, test every spirit. Spirit in, in their world, and we'll talk about this some, we have throughout the last few weeks, spirit was both the, the, the nature of where someone is coming from, but also the unseen world. Um, people in that day, unlike our day, right, we tend to believe a lot more of just what you can feel and see and interact with. That's the only thing that is true. That's not the lens that they were looking through. And I would submit to us, they had a more accurate understanding that 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 where someone is coming from what they're saying their body language their posture uh, how they live all those things is is we we I think we think too highly of ourselves all right we think that we live in a vacuum and that just our mind our intellect our discernment is all we need And we don't recognize that we are influenced by all kinds of different things. If you remember a few weeks ago, sorry, I don't have it for you this morning, um, but there was this image of three like like overlapping circles, like a Venn diagram. And it's our own flesh, like who we are outside of God intervening. So our discernment, our processes, our thinking, and then the world, which is the systems and structures and messages, advertisements, commercials, all songs, all these different things that, 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 that also have an influence on us. And then there's the demonic spiritual realm that are influencing, that are maybe tapping into things that we are tempted by in our own hearts and then using, again, the world, commercials, songs, messages, uh, you know, philosophies, ideologies, whatever, and that these things overlap and that the, the whole goal of, of that is, is ultimately sin, is believing the lie that we can thrive apart from God. That, that we don't really need him, that our identity and our image and our purpose isn't really found in him, but is found somewhere else. So that's when he says, test the spirits, he means all of that, okay? The, the unseen world, but also in this case specifically, he's talking about teachers, false teachers, false prophets who are tempting, leading God's people astray. He's saying basically, don't be gullible. How many of us are gullible? <laughs> okay, yeah. Th- okay, good. I'm glad we got some some courage in here this morning. I honestly, like candidly, I struggle with discernment. Uh, I've been battling with a, a landscaper who's become a friend of mine, but and everyone I've asked to for help has been like, oh yeah, well just don't 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 pay him and till he's done. And I'm like, I paid him all like seven months ago. <laughs> People are like, you don't do that. You can't it's like, but, but spiritually gullible. He's saying, don't trust everything everyone says. Just because someone says it's in the name of Jesus or says the Bible says, okay, I'm going to turn it on you now, right? I get a little bit of a Jesus juke. I, I encouraged you to get a Bible earlier. I, hopefully you have it on the app or if you didn't bring it, that's why, but bring your Bible. 
Okay, not because is hopefully we, Marcus, Keith, myself, anyone else who creates up here is, is trustworthy, but we need to read the Bible and weigh everything that we say against what God's word says. And hopefully you can follow along here and make sure if, if there's a different translation and a different word that's up on the screens there, you're like, oh, hey, help me understand this. Or you said this, but I thought it says this. Like, okay, pl- don't be, don't look for, like, be out there, like, look into, you know, zap or whatever and like, oh, wrong, you know, things like that. But hopefully we have this posture that is discerning that is aware that we are easily led astray and also that there are spirits out there, unseen and seen, who are looking to deceive us. Don't be gullible, be wise, be discerning. Also though, be skeptical maybe uh, of ourselves. All right, some of us, come on, some of us also follow teaching that's what we want to hear. All right, we, we need to be discerning of others, what others are teaching us. But sometimes, like, if you want to believe something enough, you'll find somebody to affirm what you want to believe. We've said here as a church, we want to take comfort in knowing we're going to be uncomfortable together. Right, we're all going to be challenged and encouraged as we sit under God's word, his truth. And so John's message is be discerning, test every spirit. But good question, how? How do you test? What's the test? What does someone say? What do they do? And what do they tell you to do? Okay, be discerning. Well, how? How are you discerning? What are people saying? What do they do? And what are they telling you to do? Pick up with me in verse two. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. This is the spirit of, actually, I'm sorry, I lost my place because true story here, I uh, didn't start my clock. (laughs) And we got two services now, so I need to know where I'm at. And uh, some unseen spirit uh, messed with my phone here. No, but, um, okay, I'm, I'm keeping track here, but. I invite lovingly your, uh, I don't know, give me some signs if we get, get way off track here, but I'm just going to go and we'll trust where we're at here. Where was I? Verse two. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world all ready. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus is the Christ, all right, so and that he has come in the flesh. So let me just kind of unpack this a bit. This is the biblical language, the theological language here is incarnation. In Latin, it's the, this is the same idea because Spanish is a Latin language, right? Con carne, with flesh, right? With meat. This is the idea is that God in the flesh, that Jesus is fully God and that God created everything, everything seen and everything unseen. And he said, it is good. And then he created you and me and us. And he said, it is very good. But we doubted God's goodness and 
All like sheep have gone astray. We wandered. We said, no, thanks, God. We want it our way. We want to try to usurp you as God. We rebelled. We had a coup against God. And God um, doesn't leave us there in our mess. But God says, though we deserve him to turn his back on us or to just zap us with lightning bolts or whatever, God lovingly and compassionately moves toward us that, that Jesus, God the Son, God in the flesh, came and lived and dwelt among us and we behold his glory, his goodness and his power, full of grace, undeserved kindness and truth. And then Jesus went to the cross. He took the punishment of our rebellion and he put an end to the cycle and power of sin that just overwhelms our lives and our world and our homes. And then he said, it is finished. And he breathed his last breath. And he said, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And then he was buried physically. He died. He was pierced in the side and blood and water was separate physically, historically. And then the Holy Spirit rose Jesus from the dead and he is alive and then he, more than 500 people saw him physically, interacted with him. And then Jesus ascended. He like rose to the right hand of God, the father. And he told his followers, I will come back, carry on my mission. Tell others of what you have seen that though I died now I am alive again, that though you are dead in sin, in rebellion, through faith in me, Jesus says, you can have life, eternal life. I'm going to prepare a way for you, but I will return. But before I do, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit to fill you to uh, the Holy Spirit, not all these other spirits, that, but the most powerful spirit, the spirit of God will fill your hearts and will empower you, will give you discernment and wisdom. And then one day I'll return and I'll make everything new. Every tear will be wiped away. Every physical ailment will be healed. The world will be as it should be. Mankind will be reconciled to ourselves, to each other, and to God. But these false teachers in their day, specifically, they believed that everything physical is bad and that everything spiritual is good. So God can't really have taken on a physical form. And in this case here, this author John is saying, no, that is a lie. That goes completely against the entire world word, the entire story from beginning to end, which I just imperfectly and very quickly walked us through. John says, no, be discerning. Even though this is the popular philosophy of the day, it's wrong. Reject it. Don't be led astray by it. I would encourage us to consider maybe after church, maybe over lunch, what are the philosophies today that maybe have a little bit of Religion, a little bit of spirituality, a little bit of Christianity kind of sprinkled in there, but ultimately is contradicting the good news of Jesus. Fully God, fully man came to give life through him and him alone. Life is found that in God, there is life. There is light that apart from him, there is darkness. There is suffering. 
okay, we, we need to be discerning. But let's also be honest, right? Is this, what about the people like uh, any of us who have ever been around a two or three or 30 year old know that uh, sometimes we're forced to say things or we say things that we don't really mean, right? Hey, tell your sibling that you're sorry. I'm sorry, right? Say it like you mean it. I'm really sorry. You don't mean it, right? And it's, well, what, so should, if someone confesses that Jesus is the Christ, that he came and lived, like, is that enough? No, this, a confession means, I don't have it up here on the screen for you, but um, a description of confession that I heard is a pledge, a public praise, putting yourself on the line. Okay, when you say something and it means something, right? If you can all go back to your, some of you here in the front row, props to you guys too, you're right here, right? Some of our middle schoolers, like sometimes you say something and you're going to be tested or challenged for it, right? That's true for all of us in the workplace, in our own homes, in some cases, like you can say stuff that doesn't really have much consequence, but confession here means no, you say it and you mean it. The whole book of James, by the way, is really about faith, what you say and what you do. Okay, what you confess and what you practice. Are they, are they coherent? Are they congruent? So when, when he's saying here confession, like discern or test the confession, he means what they say and what they do. But also, what do they tell you to do? What's being taught? Okay, this is again to put ourselves, as church, maybe under the, under, the, under the examination light here. Or hopefully all of us, we all have different podcasts we love to listen to, or again, different authors or different things like that. What we need to discern, what, what is truth? What, what is someone telling me? And is what they're telling me congruent with what they're doing? And what are they telling me or us to do? Okay, pick up in verse five. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak to the world and the world listens to them. Again, like I said earlier, people who are, are not of God, people who are walking away from him, people who aren't, okay, hear me now, people who aren't submitted to God. Many of us, whether we admit it or not, God is our hired counsel and we'll take or leave what he offers to us. That's not submission to him. Again, th- those of us or those false teachers, as he's saying, who, 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 who will find what they want to hear and they'll do some kind of gymnastics to make it support what they believe. He's saying they, they are, are not from God in, and they will teach you to do things that are, are not fr- from him. And so he, he's saying they will teach things and a lot of people will follow what they're teaching. Okay, just because someone has a million plus follows or downloads doesn't mean they're right. All right, it, it, again, like way, be, be discerning. What are they teaching? Lots of people will follow people's teaching, but that shouldn't be what you use to discern he goes on and says, we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. 
Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So that seems kind of arrogant. All right, John says, we are from God. What he's saying is this. I walked with Jesus. I washed dishes with Jesus. I'm just going to put this out there. I don't mean to be irreverent, but he's probably like, I smelled Jesus's smells. All right. I, I, I have lived life with him. I stood next to his mom when Jesus was being pierced on the cross. And he looked at me and said, behold, your mom. And he looked at her and said, your son. And then he died. I saw him die. I saw his side pierced. I was, spla- I was close enough that I was splattered by his blood, by his plasma. And then he's saying, I'm putting it on the line that I saw him buried. But he didn't stay there. He rose again. He proved that he is good because he died. He prayed while he was dying, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. John, John stood there afraid. Have you, ever, have you ever not done what you knew you should do? I'm just kind of, this is my own take right now on this, but I, can't, I have to imagine that John stood there. What do I do? Should I, should I grab a sword like Peter did last night? Should I go and try to, try to save him? Should I try to you know, take him down? Should I try to, what, what, what should I do right now? What, I, I don't know. I'm tw- and, he's just, and even in that, Jesus, his goodness is so clear. He's dying for John, for you, for me, for the Roman soldiers who were nailing him, who were whipping him, who were mocking him. But then John says, I saw him raise from the dead. Like, call the press, right? Like, that's what we celebrate on Easter. That's what we celebrate today. That's what we celebrate every Sunday every, and every day in between. That Jesus really rose from the dead. If he didn't, we're foolish, we're told in 1 Corinthians 15. But he really did. And John's saying, listen to us. We're telling you that Jesus is good and he is powerful. And in him and him alone, life is found. And if anyone tempts you to believe or to do or to say anything else, reject it. The whole message of 1 John has been, when in doubt, love. You're going to be tempted to fight with a different kind of fire. You're going to be tempted to believe something else. You're going to be tempted to, 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 to cut corners. You're going to be tempted by all kinds of things, but God is love. And he loves you. And he first loved you. And because he loves you, he now sets you free to be good and powerful and to live lives of love, to lay down your rights, to to love your neighbor, even when they don't deserve it, because you know that's the kind of love that you want. And that's the kind of love that you've been given and shown by God. 
But he's saying, listen, you're going to be tempted to believe all kinds of other things. Don't believe it. If anything contradicts what you've been told, resist it. Run away from it. Now, he says, this is how you know that you belong to God. This is how you know that you belong to God, and this is how you know that others belong to God. If what they say and what they do and what they teach is in line with the heart of God that has been revealed and communicated to you, then stand firm because he has done a work in you that you could not do for yourself. Let me share a quote with you because this is important enough. Let me share a quote from um, an author and pastor that I found helpful. If hearing receptively and confessing genuinely could be explained in any other way than the sovereign work of the Holy Spirit, they could not be signs that the Holy Spirit is present. Okay, that, that, that message is this. Only God can do this work in your lives. Apart from God's intervention, you and I are, the, the language used is we are enemies of God. We're, we are rebels. We're a part of the coup. Whether we believe it or not, we're not kind of in the middle you know, again, in a vacuum, I'm going to take some from Jesus who is a good philosopher. Jesus is my homeboy, but I'll take from here, take from there and do all this. No, the Bible says you are either an enemy of God or a friend or a child of God. You are either, you and I are either in Ephesians language, dead or alive, Guns and roses, anyone? They got it from here, right? All truth is God's truth. Dead or alive, those are the options. You are either dead in sin or alive again to new life through faith in Jesus. Dead people don't make themselves alive. And so, so the author here, John, is saying, listen, if you're alive, if you have discernment, if you have conviction, if, if you love with the love that, that you can't produce, take that as a sign of encouragement that God has done a work in you. Take that as a security that God has intervened and done for you what you could not do. So this whole point, again, even as we began our time together, as we prayed, we asked for God's help. We asked for God to open our eyes, to open our ears, to open our hearts, to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. That is important because he's now saying, listen, you are alive. You are discerning. You do know the truth. And, and, and be confident. Be bold. Be strong. Be courageous. Let's close as we look at this. I think the crux of this whole thing is verse four. Little children, a term of endearment, I know you're tired. I know you're confused. I know you feel disoriented and isolated. I know your friends have walked away. I know you're getting all kinds of mixed messages. You are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Look at me. You are from God. He who is in you is greater 
than he who is in the world. Some of us walk with a posture of doubt, of fear, even if we don't show it. I I have like a Napoleon complex. I don't typically show it, but so many environments I find myself in feeling this small. I, I, I've talked a lot with the last couple of weeks with my wife about this, right? What is it for you? Is it education? You feel like, man, I didn't, I feel like so many people here went to, went to college. I didn't go to, I didn't go to college. I didn't even get my GED maybe like some of my family members, right? I'm, I'm, I'm physically, I don't have the right clothes. I don't, I, 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 I use public transportation or my car's always breaking down or you can hear it from a mile away or you know, or I'm, 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 I'm too old in this environment or I'm too young in that environment. What, what is it? And, and that can lead us, leave us vulnerable. Either what we want to hear or what other people think we should hear. Oh, that's where life is found. Oh, that person sounded really convicted and really confident and re- really, re- they have a m- m- million plus followers or they're famous or they are wealthy or they have the house or the snacks. Was it anyone else here who grew up poor? For me, it was, it was never cards and stuff. It was snacks. What's in the pantry? Does that, is that person like have they arrived or not? It's what's in the pantry. Uh, Squeeze-its. Do they have squeeze-its or are they drinking the, the, little bo- the little carton of milk like I am, you know? That's, that's a dividing line. I didn't know what the other side of the tracks meant. I meant I knew what, who had squeeze-its and who was drinking, <laughs> drinking the school lunch. Back, and back in my day, chocolate milk was on Friday only. You got the other milk, all the other, but Friday was special, right? You got chocolate milk. And it, but what is it? relationship status. We, we use all these things, but the message is no. Listen, you are alive because God saw you. He sees you and he says, you're mine. And his Holy Spirit was breathed into you and gives you life. And that spirit that is in you is powerful. It's the same spirit that created everything that we see and the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. So church, be discerning. Be courageous. Be empowered to live lives of love because God is love and he first loves you and now he sends you and me on a message of love full of grace, full of truth, pointing others through our words and our actions to the good news of Jesus. Let's pray together. Again, um, Jesus, I, this, is a, this is a mystical moment we find ourselves in. Mystical meaning mysterious. Um, your spirit is at work right now. Somehow through... Uh, a speech, a sermon, through reading words on a piece of paper that were printed somewhere. Uh, Somehow you do a work that is mysterious and good and is our only hope. Lord, you know what we individually 
and as a whole group, as a church family? What do we need to hear? Lord, for those who maybe have never put their faith in Jesus or thought they have, but this morning maybe are a little a little bit back on their heels or are wondering, maybe I have treated God like a like a hired consultant. Maybe I I I I don't understand what it means to have life in him because I, I just I look for it everywhere else. Lord, I don't know. I, I pray that there will be a spirit of honesty. Honesty with you, first and foremost. Honesty with ourselves. And Lord, I also pray there will be a spirit of here of, of, of submission. Submission to you, not to earthly authorities, not to me and the elders and all these things, if, but first and foremost to you. Do we, Lord, right now we are before your throne, before your feet. We're like children and, 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 and we're, we're, we're crying out for life, for nourishment. Lord, meet us where we are and help us to be faithful, to be discerning and courageous followers of Jesus who gave his life and took it up again, proving that he's good, that he's powerful, and that him and in him alone life is found. Amen.